Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Moving River Ministries. Uh, today's date is January 14th. Praise God. It's amazing. We are already into the double digits of the month, and we are having services in home via Facebook uh, Live and also on the prayer line this morning, our conference number. And welcome to everybody that has joined us this morning. God is good. He's greatly to be praised. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Is anybody happy this morning? Say amen. amen. Praise God. <clears throat> the title of the message this morning is called My Dad and I. And I'm continuing in the series of uh, the mysteries of the kingdom. And, you know, today... We are going to recognize also Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is celebrated as a nation tomorrow. And many of you may have the day off tomorrow in recognition of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And his famous speech, which was delivered in 1963, I Have a Dream. I'm going to be touching on that a little bit. I'm not going to be reciting the whole speech in its entirety, but there are some scripture verses contained within that speech, and I just want to show you the relevancy of those scriptures in regards to the mysteries of the kingdom. And the mystery that we are going to be looking at this morning is, again, titled, My Dad and I. In today's lesson, we're going to be looking at, uh, again, oneness, and also we're going to focus a little bit on staying at home, and then living in the spirit and truth. So those are our three focus themes for this morning. Oneness, stay home, live in spirit and truth. And uh, I'm just going to... Again, announced that the last Friday of this month, we are going to assemble at the church at 7 p.m. for a worship and praise event. And it's just getting together, just singing songs of worship and just praising God, playing some songs and just enjoying the presence of the Lord. So weather permitting, that date is still going to, and that uh, event is still going to take place. And that's going to be every last Friday of the month in this year. Praise God. With that, let's go before the Lord with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you this morning. We come, O oh God, bound by your love, bound together, bound together with you, bound together with one another. We thank you, Lord, for everybody that is joining the service this morning. We thank you, mighty God, for the message that you have prepared through the messenger this morning. We thank you, Jesus, for blessing our ears to hear and our hearts to receive with gladness what thus saith the Lord. We thank you, mighty God, for blessing all of those that are under the weather, that may be sick, that may be in the hospital, that have loved ones in the hospital. We thank you, mighty God, for all of them, O oh Lord, that you have already healed them. And bless us to become aware of that healing that it already exists. Healing in every facet of our lives, spiritually, mentally, and physically, my God. And we say spiritually first because that is where we need to get the awareness and the consciousness, oh God, that these things already exist. You've already prepared them, my God. And Lord, we just need to become aware of the life of abundance that you have already prepared for us, my God. You don't have to prepare it again. It's already been done. And we thank you, Lord, for these and all blessings this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Uh, we're going to look at um, the story of the prodigal son a little bit this morning. I know we've gone there in the past and we will go there today again and we will go there in the future as well. This is such a significant story of revelation of who we are supposed to be in Christ Jesus. And I do want to stress on the prodigal son yet again this morning. 
And I just want to thank God for those who, again, are joining us. And we have one of the members of our church even here with us this morning. Praise God. And uh, what a blessing it is that she joined us in-house this morning. So praise God. And moving on, praise the Lord. Luke chapter 15 and verse 31 says, And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. He said this to the eldest son that had stayed home with him. And see, as I focus on the, the uh, today's lesson's focal points, staying at home being one of them. And he said, son, thou art ever with me and all that I have is thine. And what a blessing it is to come to that realization but that has to be revealed to us because even though the son was there with him, staying at home, never having left home, never even desiring to leave home, he still was not under the revelation that all that the father had was his. And I hope this morning that we can all begin to see ourselves in this story even more so than we ever have before. In the role of the elder son and in the role of the prodigal son, the younger son. I ask this question, can we ever be without God? Can we ever really be without God? Saints, we are born into this world and we are born free. Freedom is within us. There are some people who are born slaves. There are some of our ancestors that were born into slavery. But freedom is not without. Freedom is within. Because there are some people that are incarcerated and they are more free than some of us that are not incarcerated. Freedom is truly within us. It is not outside of us. And freedom, because it is used, because it is within us, it is used as a choice. We can either choose to be bound or we can choose to be free. In Luke 15, Jesus uses this parable to reveal the mystery of choosing to live the high life of spiritual consciousness or live in the lowest depths of only human or physical consciousness. The lowest depths of living is really when we only live on the human plane or the physical consciousness of that plane. Those are the lowest depths that we live. But the highest that we can live is on that spiritual spiritual consciousness plane. And that is where we need to dwell with Jesus. That is how we live in spirit and in truth. That is how we walk in the spirit. That is how we worship in spirit and in truth. We have to become spiritually consciousness of that spirit life that is really within. When we begin to experience this consciousness, we can live a life of generosity and fulfillment. And when we only live on the human or physical consciousness level, we will live a life of the greedy and still needy. If we live in the life of spiritual consciousness, we will choose rightly and be mighty. If we live on human or only physical consciousness, we will choose wrongly and be wanting. And so that is where this freedom is really within us. And not just some of us, but it's in each and every one of us. Can somebody say praise God? Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? I'm so glad for that freedom. You know, we've been talking about Isaiah chapter 40 for quite some time. And uh, 
there, there was a book that Sister and I, Sister Lisa and I recently read, and one of the focal points of that book was Isaiah chapter 40. And we expressed how blessed that we've been by reading Isaiah chapter 40. And uh, we encouraged others, you know, in the church to go ahead and read that chapter as well. And read it over and over. The Word of God is not meant to be read just one time. One scripture, as I shared even before in the story about the um, Chinese uh, ruler who wanted to learn about the Bible. He wanted it translated by the missionary, and the missionary agreed to translate the Bible for him, and he translated one line in the Bible. And the uh, Chinese ruler got up, and he left, and he didn't come back for another year. And, he, and when he returned, the missionary says to him, well, I thought you wanted me to translate the Bible for you on a daily basis. He said, I did, but it took me a year just to figure out that much, just to come to that understanding. And I, I truly believe the Word of God is like that. We read the Word of God sometimes and it, we just get glanced over by it sometimes. Sometimes it's, it's a glaze and we don't even really truly understand what it is that we read. And sometimes it takes reading it yet again. Sometimes it takes someone explaining it a little bit more. Sometimes it takes someone who has prepared a lesson to bring it out so that there's even more understanding that we have from it. And because we now understand it, we can apply the wisdom that God imparts so graciously to us so that we can then have the experience of that word now. And when you experience something, that is when you begin to live in that experience and enjoy it, praise God. And I believe God wants to enjoy our lives here. I don't believe he's intended for us to just live a life of constant struggle, constant burden, constant despair. I don't believe our Savior gave his life for that purpose. In Isaiah chapter 40, in verse 4, it says, I'm just going to put it the way Martin Luther King put it in his uh, speech that he delivered. He said, I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. And that was quoted right from his speech, but he took Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 4 and put that in his speech. And I, I believe this is why he did that. His whole I have a dream speech was based on spiritual consciousness that he had. His spiritual consciousness was based on faith in God himself, in Jesus Christ. And faith produces works. When you have genuine faith, you put some work behind it. And he put some work behind his dream that he had. And see, if we don't put work behind the dreams that we have, all it is is a wish. I'll say that again. <laughs> if we do not put work behind the faith that we have, all we have is a wish. Faith is going, true faith is going to produce works. You're going to put some work behind your dreams, behind what you have faith in. He had faith in his dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Anybody had some valleys that they've been through? Anybody used them valleys and exalted those valleys to the point where it was a testimony of what you went through in that valley? Praise God. My dad and I. See, you're not going through the valley alone. You're going through the valley with your dad. Praise God. See, uh, when in Luke 
15 and 31, when the elder son was disturbed by the father having now given the party to this younger son. You know what? Sometimes we we mess up when we are living for the Lord. Praise God. We take things and we abuse them. We use his grace and we abuse his grace. We, we um, accept his mercy. We accept his forgiveness. And then we act contrary to it. Right. Praise God. <laughs> and because we do, we then begin to feel guilty behind it. We feel ashamed about it. And we think God is so disappointed in us. Don't you know God already knew how we were going to act? Right. And so he stands there with open arms waiting for us to return. And when his, when his younger son came to himself, what did he do? He didn't... Um, reprimand him. He didn't tell him all about himself. He didn't put him down and tell him all kind of things that you're a this and you're a that and you don't deserve a this and you don't deserve a that. No, he had a party for him. Right. He celebrated his return. Praise God. And this is the God that we serve. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? Can we get excited about the God that we serve this morning? Praise God. And this is Jesus himself who is telling this parable and he is revealing it to us. Praise God. My dad and I, this is the relationship that we have with our dad that walks with us. Can we ever be without him? Did he know where his younger, does God always know where we are? Absolutely. We can't hide from God. We cannot hide from God. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech was based on faith, his spiritual consciousness of God's word. See, it is a revelation that God gives to us, each and every one of us. He doesn't give us the same revelation at the same time, praise God. We have to come to that and we have to choose. We stand guard, really, truly, of our hearts and what we let in and what we let out. We can all hear this same message this morning. And, and, some, and for some of us, it will not penetrate our heart, unfortunately. I hope that someone is not me. I want the word of God that I am hearing this morning to penetrate my heart, to penetrate my mind. Amen. Praise God. I want to live in a much higher consciousness than what I just see in this physical and this human uh, existence here. I want to see spiritually. I want to see with the spiritual eye this morning. I want to experience things in my spiritual heart this morning, praise God. Not this blood pump, praise God. When we have problems, when we truly have experienced problems, and I don't, know, I don't think any of us has a monopoly on problems. I think problems are something that we all have to face. Yes. Praise God. And if you don't think that you have problems, just look in the mirror. You might see it. <laughs> Praise God. But when we have problems... Problems require a change in consciousness. It reveals to us that we need to have a change in our consciousness. A change in consciousness must be made. We need to unite the outer man with the inner man. The outer man is the one that's causing the problems. And we got to tell the outer man, stop! That's it. We got to tell him just to stop because he's the one that's causing the problems because on the spiritual level, praise God, where all of us are made up of spirit, that's the godly part of us. See, in the human part of us, the fleshly part of us is the one that causes the problem. 
In Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, the verse of scripture says, Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Praise God. Christ is the one that's living in us. Christ is not this fleshly body. Christ doesn't live in this fleshly body. Oh, glory to God. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Faith. Faith which is supposed to produce works based on our spiritual consciousness. And our spiritual consciousness, that is what is, what is being revealed to us, that Christ is living in us. But can we really accept that? Can we really live in that freedom that Christ is living in us? Are we, are, are we choosing to be fettered, to be bound by our own thoughts, our own flesh, and those things and the works of the flesh? Because God truly does love us. He's not standing there to beat us when we're returning home. He's he's there waiting and, and ready to celebrate our return home to our true selves. Because he gave himself for us, praise God. The prodigal son story reveals that by choosing to leave the father's house, that the younger son, he was instantly cut off from his source. Instantly cut off from his source. Just like when in the parable of the vine and the branches. When, the, when you are cut off from the vine, you are cut off from your source. When the prodigal son left home, he was cut off from his source. The father didn't go running after him. <laughs> son, please don't go. Please don't go. Oh, Lord, help us this morning. You know, it saddens my heart sometimes when people just come into church and they're here for a while and then they're gone. Mm -hmm. And they go back to what? To what they knew in the flesh? To the works of the flesh? To something that is more comfortable, that their flesh is more accustomed to? To an old habit of the flesh that has them still bound? When God has everything to truly loose every bond that they have put themselves in. But it is a sad state of affairs when you see people just running back. And back to what, really? In his speech, Martin Luther King he told everybody to return back to where they had come from. But don't go back there, you know, to um, be a problem in itself. Don't become part of the problem. Become part of the solution. Yes. And become part of the peaceful solution. And see, we need to be part of that peaceful solution, but we got to be at peace with ourselves. We truly need to learn how to learn what God is revealing to us individually. What he is setting us individually free from. And I believe when we do that, the problems in our life, they are going to be abated. We are not going to see the problem, but we're always going to see the solution because we're going to be stayed connected to the source. We need to stay home, be at oneness with our dad. 
my dad and I. It, it is... And I can truly relate to the elder son. I can. And, and, and I'm hoping that some of y'all can relate to the elder son too. And if you've been saved for a while, I believe it might be a little bit easier for us to relate to the elder son. And especially if we've been saved for a while and we still got some dreams that we're holding on to. We still have those dreams that maybe we had when we first came to the Lord. Praise God. And we haven't seen those dreams celebrated yet. Anybody with me this morning? Because in order to celebrate your dreams, you got to experience them. <laughs> and so we, in relating to the elder son, you know, it, he, say, he says to uh, his father, and I don't have this verses of scripture uh, in my notes this morning, but more or less he's saying, well, all this time I've been with you and you never gave me a party. But he's, Jesus says to him, the father says to him, son, thou art ever with me. And all that I have is thine. Everything to have a party with is already thine. Mm -hmm. All, everything to enjoy is already yours. And see what the younger son did. He said he wanted the father to give to him his inheritance. He did. The father gave it to him. And he was instantly cut off from his source. Okay, you got what was coming to you and now you're done. And like in Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 2, and I'm going to read verse 13, and this is to the Israelites, and it says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. Can you imagine? And this is what we have done when we attempt to walk in the flesh as we learned last week, what the works of the flesh are. And we're trying to now hold water with cisterns that are broken. We have a rabbit. And in the wintertime, she comes down to the basement to get out of the weather. And I had filled up a gallon jug of water down there in the basement. And I go back down to the basement and the water jug was empty. I'm like, well, how did that happen? I know the rabbit didn't open this bottle of water and drink it. But little did I know there was a hole in the jug of water. And that water just leaked out from the time that I had put it in till the time that I was ready to use it again. And see, if we are like that, when God is pouring into us, when the source has poured into us and then it all runs out, we have no more. We have no more source because we have been cut off from the source. But when you stay at home, you are never cut off from the source. We need that revelation this morning that we are never cut off from the source, that all that belongs to my dad, it belongs to me. My dad and I, praise God, and he is willing to share it all with us. Can somebody say amen this morning? Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? Praise God. How many of us want to be successful? I asked that question. You want to be successful, say amen. Put it in the comments if you want to be successful. How many want to be well, physically well, financially well? How many want to be prosperous? Amen. How many of us want to attract the best from life? Anybody? Amen. If we want these things, we must stay home. We must stay connected to the source. Because where do all of these things exist? In the source. All of these things are in the Father's house. Praise God. So we, we got to stay home. 
Stop running out there in the world thinking we're going to achieve these things in the world. But stay home. But staying home does not mean staying up home, shut up in your house. I'm, that does, I'm not referring to that. Stay home with God. Take God wherever you go. But stay in him. Don't leave his presence. Or can we ever really be without God? Can we ever really be without God? Did the father go running after the son when he chose to leave his house? Does God come running after us? Is God ever truly separated from us? The, the word of God tells me that God is omnipotent. Mm -hmm. That God is omniscient. And that he is omnipresent. So if he's omnipresent, that omnipresent means he's everywhere. Can we ever really be without God? Truly ever be without God? God is everywhere. He's in the highest of heights. He's in the lowest of depths. We can't ever truly be without God. Because he is everywhere. But when we leave the father's house, we are cut off from the source. It is a choice that we make, just like Adam and Eve made. Amen. And they got cut off from the source. And what I mean by they got cut off from relationship with him. Having a real relationship with him. And so many in the world are experiencing that. And the, and the elder son was at home and not really enjoying a relationship with the father. But God doesn't come running after us. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12 and verse 13. I'll share these verses of scripture with you this morning. It says, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. See, when we leave the Father's house. When we leave the presence of God, it is still up to us to get find our way back. When we are in the Father's house, it's still up to us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. See, so many people think just because they get baptized in Jesus' name, they, they go down in the water, they come up, they get filled with the Holy Ghost, they speak in tongues, there's still a working out of your salvation that needs to happen. Right. Fleshly works don't do it. It is the salvation of the heart that truly does it. You got to walk in the spirit. You got to live in the spirit. You got to worship in spirit. And you got to pray in the spirit. You got to have faith. And when you have faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, you put that faith to work. And you have a celebration. Every day can be a celebration, praise God celebrating the life that you have in Christ Jesus. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The good pleasure of God. Anybody want to live in the good pleasure of God? Want to experience the good pleasure of God? Amen. He is the one that is willing it. He is the one that is doing it. He is doing it in us. Amen. So what place do we think that Jesus has prepared for us? See, because we, <laughs> Jesus truly has prepared a place for us, hasn't he? Yes, he has. The Bible tells us that. Praise God. A place that will be revealed when we die. Is that the place that we're looking forward to? Having that mansion in the sky? 
living a life of um, pain and suffering while we're here and, and, and no joy to really speak of, no, no uh, true uh, victory in Christ Jesus, but a life of misery? What place do we think that Jesus has prepared for us? Is it only a place to be revealed when we die? In John chapter 14 in verse 3, it says this. John 14 in verse 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. That takes me back to the first verse of scripture that I shared with you all this morning. And he said unto me, son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. All that I have is thine. It's already been prepared for us. It already belongs to us. I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. But see, this receiving of ourselves is not a physical place. It is a spiritual place. It is a spiritual level that we cannot experience in our physical human consciousness. We got to experience in physical, in spiritual consciousness. It is a much different revelation. And if we are looking for things to be just revealed in our flesh, we are going to miss it, brothers and sisters. We, and it is not time for us to miss it. That time is gone. We got to really begin to understand the mysteries that God is revealing unto us. And in understanding them, we got to put that understanding to work. Understanding to truly work for us. To produce a different result in our lives. Because what we truly believe spiritually, what we have conscious of spiritually manifests itself physically. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. The word was with God. And later on in that chapter it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among men. But in the beginning was just the word, just the word. That was the spiritual part of it all. The word was God. The word was with God. That spirit, God is spirit. But it says the word became flesh. First spiritual, then physical. First faith, then the manifestation of that faith. First the dream, I have a dream, praise God. <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. And his dreams were based on the word of God. And because they were, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh. And now we get to experience the things that Martin Luther King Jr. was having dreams about. But it was already there in reality. It was already there spiritually before it became physical. And see, I go back to another, several questions that I asked. Uh, during this message, how many of us want to be successful? Is success something that we can experience spiritually before we can experience it physically? It has to be. How many of us want to be well, physically, spiritually, mentally? We got to experience it spiritually before we will physically. There are so many different things and, and there's, there's different people that we seek out in different areas of special 
specialties in our lives when we need them, lawyers being one of them, praise God, uh, pastors, singers, praise God, when we want to hear some good music, I don't tune into myself. I tune into some uh, good singers. When I need financial help, I tune into those who financially know what they're doing. When I need a, a doctor, I don't go and ask my, my wife what to do. I go to the doctor. So there's all these different people that God has blessed with knowledge, understanding, and, and now we get the wisdom to use those different resources because God is the source of all of those resources. And there's not one of us today does not use the resources that are available today. But we got to understand who the source of all those resources is. Amen. But we better use wisdom when we um, seek out those different resources and always be led by the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. But we want these things, praise God. We want to be successful and we got to learn how to become successful and we got to learn how to use the Word of God in order to be successful and to stay successful then. How to be prosperous and stay prosperous. How to attract the best from life. But we got to stay at home in order to do it. We got to be at one with God and have Jesus the center of our being. In all of our being, we better have Jesus at the center of our being. And when we do this the right way, church, in, in, in revealing the relationship that we have with our dad, what, what a true revelation that was for the elder son to understand that everything that the father had was at his disposal. He could make use of it. All that I have is thine. Can we come to that understanding just even a little bit more this morning? Come to that understanding and don't let that be what you're satisfied with just that little bit. Keep going back to that verse of scripture. Keep wanting to understand it even more. Keep wanting to remain with the source, not leaving home. Ask God to teach you. Lord, teach me how to just stay with you. Dad, I just want to know what is meant by all that I, all that you have is mine. Seek him and seek the true understanding and the revelation of what he is wanting us to truly experience in our lives. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, I just want to go back to this point that I'm making here this morning. What place do we think that Jesus has prepared for us? Praise God. Is it a place that will just be revealed when we die? Lord, I hope not. I hope that's not all. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I think it helps to answer that question a little bit more. And it says in verse 19, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? Which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which is God's. Your spirit belongs to God. Your body belongs to God. It's been bought with a price. That is the place that Jesus had prepared. Jesus, the Bible says that he dwells in us. Yes. That the kingdom of God is in us. Yes, Lord. So this is the place that he has prepared. And don't think that it's in this fleshly body. Because all day long, your fleshly body will do things against your spirit. It wars against your spirit. But in the heart of your, the, the spirit that God dwells in your heart. Anybody got the spirit of God living inside of their heart this morning? And see that the spirit is willing, but sometimes this flesh is weak. But your spirit is truly willing. We got to learn to allow that spirit to 
and the works of the Spirit to be revealed in us on a higher level of consciousness. Anybody want that higher level of consciousness this morning? I truly want that higher level of consciousness. I want to become more aware of the presence of God in my heart, in my spirit, which is then leading and guiding me and then allow that flesh to submit. Just allow it. Let it. We got to let God. And as we become more spiritually conscious of his presence, praise God, that is in our heart. And, and that's all we got to do. Sometimes we just got to stop. <laughs> stop that outer man. And then we have to unite with that inner man. That inner man always wanting to say, no, that's not the right way to think. That's not the right thing to do. That's not the right thing to say. That's not the right way to be. I can't stay that way. I want to stay at home with my dad. And this is how my dad is, praise God. And I want to be like my dad. My dad and I. See, we, when we really begin to embrace that oneness that we have with God, life becomes so much more pleasant, so much more peaceful. We begin to truly understand the grace of God. And because we understand that grace of God, we are being in that grace of God. We are being one with that grace of God. And guess what we then have for others? More grace. More grace. That elder son had no grace for his brother, for his younger brother. But when he, and I'm, it never says in the story that he even wrapped his head around what the father had revealed unto him. And that is why I do not want to remain like the elder brother. Amen. Because in this story, I believe the revelation had been brought forth for him to now be, learn how to enjoy and experience the life that he had been given. And then to enjoy it and, and enjoy it with others that were given that same grace, that same love, that same mercy, that same being, that same source that is God. Can we give the Lord some praise? Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Jesus. I'm coming to the close of this lesson this morning. And as I conclude, I'll say this. All good is in Christ Jesus. And all that is good is ours when we are in him and he is in us. How is this revealed? Only through spiritual consciousness. I can tell you t over and over and over and over again with this fleshly body, with this, uh, my mouth, with the words that come out of my mouth, I can go through this message again and again and again and again. But until you truly desire to hear it with, your, with the heart and embrace it with that spiritual consciousness, and if you choose not to, no matter how many times I would say it, it's not going to do you any good. Because again, we were all born with that freedom. Freedom is within you. You can use it as a choice. Praise God. And see, we got to learn how to choose to live on the high life of spiritual consciousness or live in the lowest depths. We will live in the lowest depths of human or physical consciousness. But as we become aware, like the prodigal son became aware when he came to himself in Luke 15 and 17, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? But when he came to himself and to that knowledge, what did he do? He didn't hesitate. He went home. He went right back home. Praise God. And see, this is the privilege that we have when we come to that spiritual 
consciousness. Woo! And we ask ourselves, when we come to ourselves, how many of my brothers and sisters? <laughs> Praise God. How many have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger? There is no reason for us to perish. But there is every reason for us, like the elder son, be with God. Thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine, my dad and I. God bless you, everybody. That concludes the message for this morning. I love you all, and at this time, we are going to take up an offering. Praise God. And those of you who are joining us via live stream, we appreciate you so much. And we uh, hope to see you all next Sunday in church, but we are going to take up an offering. We're going to say a prayer. Uh, over the offering and a prayer as we depart one another. Father, we thank you. We love you so much. We appreciate you and all that you are. You are our source of everything. Thank you for everybody that joined us on the phone. Such precious saints of God, we do not take you for granted, praise God. And even though we're not in touch all the time, we are all in touch in the spirit all the time. Physically, we may not be together. Spiritually, we are always together bound together by the love of Christ. And we are so blessed thereby. We thank you for this offering that we are taking up this morning. We thank you, Lord, for blessing everybody that can give and those that cannot give. We thank you, Jesus, for the heart that has been prepared and that you are working in our hearts, making us more generous in whatever it is that you have blessed us with, whether it be gift, talent in any way, shape, or form, my God, that we would give abundantly back unto you and to the work, O oh God, that you have called each and every one of us to. We thank you, Lord, as we depart one another that you bless us to go our separate ways and be about our Father's business with safety, leading and guiding us and protecting us all along the way. Through the valleys, O oh God, and on top of the mountains, we will shout your praises of victory and joy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday. And until then, we love you. God bless you.